0: You're listening to the Unstoppable E-Commerce Podcast. I'm your host, Karen Parkinson, and I'm here to help you sell more on your online store. Before we begin, I would love to pay respect and acknowledgement to the Palawa people of Lutruwita, who are the traditional owners of the land on which Unstoppable E-Commerce operates, and pay our respect to their elders, past, present, and emerging. Today, I am chatting with Sarah Loveson and we are putting together a new business project and we're going to share all the details with you. This is part one and we'll be sharing everything as we go along from setting up the brand from scratch to launching our very own Shopify site. So we are doing something a little bit different today. I am joined by Sarah Loveson from Glimmer Gear and SkinStrong. And we are doing a little bit of a side project at the moment. So we are creating a new online store and we're doing everything from scratch and recording the process. So we'll do a couple of update episodes like this one. We've also done a little bit of recording. We recorded our chat to decide on the name. And Sarah, let everyone know what we are doing as far as what we're going to be
1: selling. So we are going to be selling an amazing, amazing product from the UK called ProViz. And it is essentially high-vis, high-reflective, super, super awesome, comfy, high-quality running and lifestyle wear from the UK.
0: I'm actually really snug sitting here in one of their jumpers today. So it's not just for runners because I definitely don't do that. (laughs) But you walk and you're active. Sometimes. Yes, trying to be far more. Uh, So this is an amazing product that Sarah already sells on one of her websites. She's the Australian distributor for it. And what we're going to do is branch it out and create a Shopify website just for this product. And, yeah, we did record the chat for the name, but it's going to be called visible runako a visible Co. so a big part of their stuff is rather than just being chunky ugly reflective stuff it's like done in a really nice way like the jumper I'm wearing I'm holding up my sleeve but this is a podcast so that's not helpful uh it has got like cool little almost animal print style and that silver bit is the reflective part so it's it's done in a really nice way so this is a good challenge for me because running is definitely not my forte so actually putting out there bringing the online store marketing kind of side of it without actually knowing the product that well Sarah knows the product a lot better than me but we're going to be testing Sarah because she is a WooCommerce lover and this is her first time dipping her toes in the water of Shopify which as you know I'm heading to the dark side Karen (laughs) (laughs) you'll never go back So those of you who have been listening for a while know that I am a huge Shopify fan and it is what I recommend for online stores and I've been trying to get Sarah over to the dark side for a while now. So this is a project where we're kind of diving in and we are using Shopify and Klaviyo and uh, a couple of our favourite tools for e-commerce. And we've so far all we've got is the name. So yeah. today we are going to be talking a little about about who our audience is going to be And what our branding is going to be looking like, and we're putting together a pitch for the company No Limit Creatives, who are going to be doing the logo for us. So, we thought we'd just record the whole process, and you guys can listen in, or you can not and skip to the next episode if it's not your thing. Uh, But we'll be doing some updates on how Visual Running Co is going. You'll be able to see the website once it's live, and sort of follow along on the journey, and then we'll be sharing how it goes as well across on the blog and things like that. So, without further ado, we've got the name. Who is our target customer avatar? Definitely not me. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Although the hoodie is really the warm hoodie's and lovely, awesome, isn't it? But yeah. it's, it's also that good point
1: too that just because you create a target avatar, avatar, avatar,
0: tomato, tomato, not the little blue person. We're talking about <laughs> refining our customer audience down to one particular person, which we teach in Igniter, and it's called a customer avatar. Yep. But
1: just because you create that avatar doesn't mean that you're excluding everybody else too.
0: No. And I often tell a little story about um, my very first Facebook ad course. Gosh, going back a while now, I think it was in 2012 that I launched it. And... I had pink branding, you know, and I'm a bit of a pink fan. It was all very girly and the first six people to bought the course were men. (laughs) So just because we decide who this avatar is going to be, it just helps us to talk at one particular person. Uh, I was talking to Holly from Mason Hats around this actually and one tiny little thing that I gave her for putting out her content she's like I never know what to say I never know like when I'm on camera what do I say to people or what do I type you know in the captions and things like that so just figure out this one person and then just talk to them as if you're having a conversation with a friend and you're like hey this is and then when you're talking to one person she said it's made such a huge difference because now she's not got that I'm talking to all these thousands of people that might see this no no I'm just talking to that one person that one person that's sitting there that's going to be reading my content or watching my content online. So creating an avatar is actually a really cool thing to do to kind of take those nerves away, but also make your marketing really resonate with those people that do fit into that person.
1: Yeah, it just simplifies the whole process. Exactly,
0: yeah. Which is nice. So what are these products for? What kind of running? Any particular?
1: So traditionally road running because trail runners, I mean, even though they log a lot of Ks on the road as part of their training, they don't necessarily need high visibility wear out on trail. Yeah, okay. It's essentially runners that want to be visible at night is the core basis. But also when it comes to summer, it's about wanting to be visible during the day and being comfortable during the day. So it's, it's a safety aspect. And traditionally, women tend to be a little bit more concerned about their safety than, than men do. We tend to have lower testosterone (laughs) levels, which impacts our
0: bravado. So that sort of narrows down our avatar quite a bit to women. Okay, so and the thing is, you know, these products are for men and women and there's definitely going to be men that come and buy. However, if we're narrowing down to this woman, you know, most of our messaging and targeting will go to that person, but we can have what's called a secondary avatar, which can be like you've got your main target audience and then you've got a secondary audience. It's like if you're selling for baby products, for instance, that initial first avatar or target market would be sort of mum yeah. But quite often grandmas, they're buying this stuff for presents as well. But we're not messaging, using the messaging that's talking to grandma. We're talking to mum in our website, in our content. But then you can run specific campaigns like an ad campaign just to grandmothers and going, hey, you know, this would make a great gift for your grandkids. Yeah. Uh, so you can have campaigns that target different people. And if we were to run ads to men, we're not going to use the same messaging that we use for women, but when they head to the website, you know, the branding and things like that is going to be mainly around targeting the females. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So language might be a little bit more as runners, a bit more colloquial because that works and it's all about runners. But at the same point, that doesn't exclude walkers or people that want to hike with the gear and things like that. So
0: yeah, and be sort of seen. Yeah. Okay. So they're safety conscious. They're running road runners. They're female. What sort of age are we talking? They are that classic sort of mid thirties
1: to sort of mid forties, late forties, generally.
0: Okay. So let's picture a ride off at thirty eight fits in that bracket because what you do so you've got your age bracket which is your target audience and you know if you if you're targeting on yeah. Facebook and things like that you would have this whole bracket but when you're talking about your avatar so a person can't have a age range a person has is a specific birthday and they have an age so you just kind of pick one in amongst that target audience where most of them kind of lie so if we're talking mid 30s to mid 40s you know 38 38
1: works. They've, you know, they've taken up running because they're worried about hitting 40 and they've maybe set themselves. That's what I thought, you know, (laughs)
0: heading towards that big four zero. It's a scary milestone.
1: I turned the big (laughs) four zero this year. It was, it was, but I'm over it now.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So are they looking for this or is it something they're just going to see on Facebook and go, Oh, that's a good idea. Maybe I could get some of that. Like is it something people are actively seeking out? And I'm asking Sarah because she is a runner.
1: Yeah, some people are actively seeking it. So you've got that sort of even split down the middle. You've you've got the ones that are actively seeking it because they might have had a close call with a car or a bike or mm. they are just aware of the fact that I need to be visible when I'm training. Um, and then you've got the others that it's are going to be more of the interruption marketing strategy. So, you've got the ones that are like, oh, that's really visually appealing. I like that. I'm going to go check that out. So,
0: yeah, it's sort of that
1: even split, really.
0: Okay, cool. So, we've kind of got our avatar worked out. What other things is she into? She's into food. It's kind of you, right? You're the avatar for this, really. Well, it could be. Yeah, I've just shaved two years off my life, so you know. <laughs> loving life already. Okay, so you're into food. Food, cool. I'm assuming kind of healthy-ish food. Well, ah, you know, you're, we've got a bit of a especially if it's too. you. There's uh, you don't eat chocolate, which is some, one of the uh, main differences between <laughs> us. Is you have the health? You're like the healthy version of me. Oh, um, <laughs> looks can be deceiving.
1: I can, t- and, and what goes on the
0: plate can be deceiving too. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so we're into food, we're into running. Is running like their main exercise and main sport? Yeah. So running's their
1: main go-to because it's a, it's a mental health de-stressor as well.
0: Yeah. Okay. It gets out there, runs all the demons away. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. What else? If they got kids? Oh, neither here nor there on that. And that's the thing with the avatar. Some people will get you to do this exercise and they get you to write down so much, like what did they have for breakfast? What do they do this? Who do they vote for? And like I kind of get it, you know, they're really wanting to get this good picture of who that person is. But quite often it's irrelevant, right? Whether this person is a mum or not, it's going to make a huge difference if you're selling baby products. Yeah. (laughs) Then you definitely want to know that. And if you're selling breakfast cereals, then, yeah, what they eat for breakfast is really important. But if you're selling high-visibility running wear, it's exact same kind of stuff. Whether they're unless it's specific, like you know, it's for breastfeeding yeah. mums, and you know, you've got to have the zips for access and things like that. Unless you're selling something that's specialty, then for this particular product, it's not going to matter if they've got kids or not. So you really don't have to. I feel like when people ask too many questions, people get so caught up in not being able to answer them all that they kind of they panic, skip this part of their marketing, and they just kind of go on to the next thing. Like in Igniter, we've had people get through the end of Igniter and they're like, oh, just not something's not working and when we went through with this one particular person we got down to the fact that she'd skipped over the audience module and that's why nothing was resonating the Facebook ads didn't resonate the copy on her website didn't resonate because she didn't really define her that person she's like my products could be used by anyone you know and that's such a common thing that people say and yeah definitely you know this could be great for the garbage man that's doing the early morning (laughs) garbage delivery like pickup and he's on the side of the thing and wants visibility perfect right this product could be great but it's not our target market because we're not going to run out, write all our copy for that minority of people that might find use in this product so we're writing our copy and doing our messaging and branding which is what we're about to jump into all for that main avatar and then those people are just you know secondary third audiences that kind of can find the product useful as well they're the awesome icing on the cake they're you exactly know, they're the good bits. Yeah. Like, it's a versatile product. Like, I'm loving on the jumpers. My whole family has these jumpers, thanks to Sarah. They're a big, cosy hug, the jumpers. They're just lovely. They are one of the Mm. comfiest hoodies I've ever had. And for me, you're probably not going to see the reflectiveness because (laughs) I'm not going to go out running in the early morning or or the late evening. But, you know, I might be rushing home from the park one evening with Izzy. Uh, We tend to go in the afternoons and it starts to get dark early these days. So you know, there's always that little bit of, um, other people that will use your product. Yeah. Okay. So I don't see this as like a super girly girl that's going to like love your pink branding and things like that. So what do you picture when you think of this brand?
1: So because of the way my brain works, (laughs) I've been a little bit like,
0: Oh my God, I've got
1: to look at. So it the colouring and the branding needs to convey that it's about visibility. So it needs to convey about being seen. Yeah. So that sort of says to me bright sort of colours, but with that real contrasting sort of black um, or dark grey, like that nighttime contrast. Mm. I'm just looking
0: at ProView. So the, the brand that we're bringing in, their branding is black and bright yellow. Yeah. So that kind of works, yeah, because you, you're bringing in the fact that it's nightwear and then I kind of always picture like a neon light type thing. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, like because you're standing out, so either like a light bulb or a neon sign or something like that. So I like the idea of a yellow or a bright colour and something that's not going to put off because it can be gender neutral. Yeah, You know, we're not wanting to put off the guys either. So a yellow, even blues, things like that. Uh, Of course, Sarah's super organized and just brought up some colors that she's been looking at already and they are some yellows, some greens and blues, things like that. So for those that can't
1: see the shared screen, (laughs) I started with like hot pinks and turquoises and neon greens and then I went, "But, but that's like, even though we sell really hot pink tops, that isn't everyone do you know what I mean that's not yeah. everybody's cup of tea as much as you and I Karen might love the hot pinks and that sort of coloring it's not everybody's cup of tea
0: and I think when you've got so much color in the products as well mm. your branding can be quite subdued and you let the product kind of tell the story
1: yeah yeah which I think is one of the reasons why I, I sort of went mm, no don't really think hot pink is the right way to go
0: but I like the idea of bringing in a gray so it's not totally pitch black black because that can be really harsh in branding and like on socials and things like that if it's super black yeah you've put up a color here called eerie black which looks kind of cool it's kind of like an almost black
1: yeah and i kind of like the name too because it's like it resonates with the
0: (laughs) with the market you know arctic lime i like that it's like a yellow kind of almost tinge of green but mostly yellow color Mm. and i think the turquoise and the metallic seaweed which is like a bluey colour I think that works so I like this we like this business this brand is all about making quick fast decisions so yep. we went pretty quick with our visible runner co. so I'm pretty happy with that colour palette if you are I'm really
1: happy with that colour palette that's the one that I've keep coming back to so it's and obviously I mean we'll share the colour palette online and stuff so that you can see
0: yeah we'll put something in the show notes so that you can see what we're talking about and we might even embed the video of us coming up with the name if you're interested as well (laughs) but that looks good to me okay so we've got this colors now and brand is a lot of things brand isn't just your logo and fonts and colors but it is a big part of it especially when you're sort of first starting out and you kind of creating that identity I guess Mm. you know if if we think of other um, people in the running space Nike Adidas when I say those brands you know you can picture their logos Mm. and other branding elements like Adidas you think of the three stripes Mm. you know the old school truck pants with the three stripes down the side Nike you get the tick Uh, just do it things like that so there's definitely a lot of brands that are memorable And it's really about how a brand makes you feel. So when you are interacting with them, whether it be on social media or on their website or just coming across the product, how does that brand leave you feeling? So if we can really bring across into the branding, the fact that it is, you know, maybe there is like a neon light style font or something that's used Mm. in some of the elements to kind of portray the fact that it's high visibility.
1: That's really cool. I love that idea.
0: Cool. So you've got some other things going on here. You've already started to put together some logo ideas. Yeah, logos
1: are not my strong point and neither is the font choicing.
0: Well, that's okay because we use a company called No Limit Creatives and if you do want to check them out, they're great. They do all of our graphics for unstoppable e-commerce. Basically, you can get unlimited graphics and they also do a video package as well Uh, and you can get 50% off your first month with code unstoppable if you'd like to try them out. Oh, that's pretty cool. Um, (laughs) It is cool. But uh, they're a company we've used for ages because you can just upload your branding guidelines, all the colors you like, the fonts that you have, branding guidebook, whatever you've got. And then we get them to do PDFs for our Igniter workbooks. They do um, videos for social media ads, images, whatever we might kind of like. And then recently, you know, my husband started a wood turning business. I was like, hey, can you do his logo? And they do that too. So we're going to send them through this logo to do. And we really just need to give them an idea of what that essence is that we're trying to achieve. So we'll be telling them about this, you know, the avatar is a woman. She's 38. She's into road running. But she's not the skinny
1: stick woman either. She's the no you know, a
0: real woman she's a real yeah. traditional
1: diesel engine woman <laughs> in <that sense. laughs> and I say that as a compliment in the sense that you know she's not she's out there to get it done and she's out there for her she's not out there running to please everybody else it's for her you know
0: yeah yeah I like that so you're thinking like some kind of graphical element to the logo of a runner by the looks of this This is
1: the bit where I get completely lost because either way could work <laughs> So I don't know whether we need like a couple of versions, so one with like the main logo with a runner in it with the font or whether we just need like if you look at Provis's logo it is literally like the P the R and I think the V
0: Provis and that's the thing like your logo can be quite simple. People mm. really don't care what your logo looks like. It's about all the other branding elements as well. So I think some people spend way too long thinking about, you know, their logo and really it stops them from ever just starting yeah and if you're looking to go on this journey with us and start your own e-commerce brand and take something online you've just got to bite the bullet and actually start yeah. that's one of the most important things and
1: I think to the other point there is that in two three months time you're not going to be looking at it going oh I wish I'd done that like it's just going to become the brand
0: you know yeah uh, and you can see um, ProViews on their homepage, they've got running just as bright as you can and the bright's actually got like a highlighted as if it's lit from the back mm. with a yellow sort of bordery thing. So that's another way that you can use sort of graphical elements to kind of emphasise the fact that this is lit up. And it is hard because a lot of their photos are taken in the dark yeah. <laughs> so that you can see the fact that the clothing lights up. So it is quite a dark brand. So I think it's going to need some of those lighter elements to lighten it up a little bit and not make it too dark and gloomy.
1: Yeah. And that's, I think that's the thing, the couple of things that I'm really conscious of is exactly that is don't, I don't want it to be dark and gloomy because I want it to have that fun aspect to it, but that safety aspect. So that, that brightness to it for want of a better word, but also to, I don't want it to be cluttered and busy because I have a tendency to do that.
0: Minimalist. Yeah. Yeah. So for the graphic designer, then you would tell them things like fun minimalist, which is kind of two different things. A fun logo and branding can be, you know, a bit on the busier side rather than uh, minimalist. So, but, you know, we'll throw that in there. And then we would tell them who that target avatar is. We would show them the kind of products that we're going to be selling. And then we'd give them an idea of those colors that we've picked as well. And they might come back with some other suggestions for colors and things as well. But Well, it's always a good idea if you are getting a logo done that you can get a few different concepts and things like that. Mm. There's one that I mentioned in the Ecom Foundations program, we went through the process of getting a logo done for my stepdaughter, Taylor. Uh, She had tailor-made jewellery and what we did is I made some on Canva, which is obviously like a free way to go. I bought some on Fiverr, which is obviously a cheap way to go, and then I also got some designed by 99designs. And they're like a crowdsourced logo competition, if you like. Okay, yep. So what you do is you pay for a certain amount of entries and then they put the logo brief up, which is what we're kind of creating now is a logo brief. And then all these designers that want to, they enter a competition by coming back with the logos. And then you narrow it down to like your top five and then you can go back to those people and give them, you know, feedback on what you'd like changed. And then you narrow it down to like top three and then we pick the logo. And at the end, whoever each logo you choose, the money that you pay goes to them. Yep. So basically the winning one gets the money but the others, you know, they're doing it for the maybe it'll be me. So it's a whole different way to, to yeah. do it. But the thing is if you've got no clue what you want, it's a really great way to get other people's ideas and like input into it rather than just one graphic designer. Generally, they've got like a style, yeah, right? Yeah. So unless you know that you love their style and that's really what you want, then 99designs was a really great way to do it. So I'll link that up into the show notes for you too. But there's... um really nice way to get a logo and we actually filmed the process of taylor and i sitting there going through them all um she would have only been about 15 at the time so it was interesting her feedback compared to mine and you know our different thoughts and stuff around it yeah Um, but that was quite a fun process and like we came up with a really nice logo in the end um so it'll be interesting to see how this goes generally i ask if i'm going with one graphic designer i'll ask for a few different concepts and a concept is just like Don't put all your time and effort into finishing off this logo, but just give me an idea of which ways we could go. And then you can kind of go, well, I like this way, but actually I'd like it better if it was like this and like that. Generally, logo with a graphic designer, you're going back and forth a couple of times. But if you're picking a graphic designer that you're comfortable with and that you like, then um, hopefully they're getting close to your style from the beginning. Yeah.
1: And then I also go into the whole, where is it going to be used? So yes. you've got the little, is it Flavicon at the top of the web yeah. And you've got, which which can only be
0: really... So generally you need
1: just like an icon for yeah, that. Like yeah, yeah. Really... So you need an icon type and then you've got like all the ones that you use in like your email signatures and like your website top left or in the centre and and that sort of stuff. And then you've got, you know, like there's always that couple of different versions and then you want to make sure that it also looks good on a black background with just plain white as the, the logo and vice versa as well.
0: And then you've got your round like profile pictures for Instagram and Facebook and quite often people will put their big long logo up there but really then it's too small to see. Mm. So you need like a condensed icon sort of version of your logo as well as a big version and then yeah, it's got to have a light version and a dark version as well. So I just
1: get overwhelmed and go, I don't know what's going to (laughs) work.
0: That's why it is good to use a designer, and like we said, there's lots of different ways to do it. There's uh, obviously paying a graphic designer, hiring someone that style you like. There's outsourcing to um, you know something like 99 Designs, or you can go on. There's cheaper options like ODesk, Fiverr, things like that, where you just there's a whole lot of contractors on there that you can choose them and then there's DIY options as well, something like Canva, you know, messing around and if you've got a tight budget to start with, you can always rebrand later. So don't let the fact that you, you know, I've spent thousands on branding before and thousands just getting a logo developed. And I've also done like a $5 fiver one. So, and and then there's logo templates as well. So you can go somewhere like Creative Market. Or Taylor Brands is another one that I've used. Yes. Yeah. So things like that, where you just go in, you find a template that you like, and then you can edit it and you can make it your own words and your colors and stuff like that. So There's so many different budgets that you can do a logo on and it doesn't have to be this big expensive thing. And when you are launched, because people use these little things as excuses, or I can't start my business until I've got, you know, $2,000 for my logo. And that's just crap, you know, like just do it. Just put all those excuses aside, whip one up on Canva, just use a pretty font and then keep going. Like you can change that later.
1: Because people are not there to buy the logo. Like, no. It's just a visual recognition.
0: Like if your packaging is a big part of your brand, if you're going to have like boxes printed with everything, you know, there's that decision then, you know, what are you going to do? Are you going to go all in? I'm starting another business at the moment with my stepdaughter to get her set up with an online store. And for this one, we are paying an artist to come up with a really cool sort of pattern which is going to be used on our boxes because they're subscription boxes. But that's because that's a very big part of the brand, right? So it's a little bit more important. However, like I've spent way too much. I don't even like to think about it on my first brand, um, which was when I was 24, my first online store. And, you know, that didn't go so well and we didn't keep it. And then I've done other brands which have gone really well. But, you know, I just DIYed our logo to start with, with some font. And like even Unstoppable, we had a rebrand last year. But before that was just a logo that I made because we didn't have any money to pay a graphic designer when we started. So it was just like hey, I whipped this together with a couple of fonts. It looks all right for now. Let's just keep on going. And now that i got the new branding, I look back at mine and I cringe and go, oh, my God. <laughs> it looks awful. Like the old workbooks in Igniter are cringe worthy. Yeah, but... But it didn't stop anyone from actually, you know, it didn't put anyone off. No. Well, that I know of anyway. Well, they're not going to tell you do it did.
1: <laughs> no, it's, <laughs> it's not going to stop your avatar essentially from purchasing from you. It's not going to stop those people unless you get it completely wrong
0: you know like if you've got a fun vibrant brand and you come out with like a really angry skull (laughs) black logo or something like yeah okay there's ways you can get it wrong and if you're really not that good with it you know hire a cheaper graphic designer use one of those services or do like the pitch one but yeah don't let it put you off and templates are a great way to go because you know that a graphic designer's put those together to start with and they look good (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, my advice is just go with something and just keep on moving and going through the next steps so that you can. uh, And if you are looking to start your own online store and you need a bit of help with how to get through all of this, right through from naming it to registering that name and... Uh, You know, getting your ABN and branding and guidelines and all the the setups, instructions, and creating your own Shopify store. We do have the Ecom Foundations program. It is a very entry level course. Price wise, it's only $197, uh, but it's a very in depth, step by step on how to do all of these things right through to getting your first sale and how to deal with that. So, if you need a bit of help, if you're looking to make the next financial year when you finally launch that online store that you've been thinking about, then jump on to the Ecom Igniter course from the show notes on this episode. So, Sarah, I think we are done, ready to send this off to the graphic designer. What do you
1: think? Yeah, I think so. I think for me, I like the colors and the logo and the fonts. So I'm happy to just go,
0: just tell me what it's going to work best. <laughs> <laughs> okay, awesome. Well, what we'll do is we're going to send this off and we'll do another episode later where we go on to the next thing and we'll be sure to share how the logo and everything and how it came back. Can't wait for that one. So tune in next time and for an update. Bye. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you're looking to sell more on your online store, be sure to check out my signature program, Ecom Igniter. You can find out more at ecomigniter.com.